The Thor Love and Thunder review starts right now! What's up, guys? Welcome into the Modern Christian News Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson, a solo episode once again. This is why this time, because I have seen Thor Love and Thunder. So this is going to be the official Modern Christian News Podcast review. Well, whenever Big Ben, supposedly such a great Thor fan, gets around to see it, well, I, I don't know if I can see it. No, I'm committed. That's the difference between you and I, Big Ben. And Greg Walden is that I made sure on the first night that I you know, put my schedule according so I could go check it out. <clears throat> there you go, guys. So let's dive into this thing, Thor, Love, and Thunder. Uh, I guess it won't be necessarily spoiler-laden. Just going to give some overall general thoughts on the movie because there was much anticipation, much buildup as I watched the uh, trailers. And I also listened to some various... YouTube videos and podcasts. I was like, this sounds like it is going to be quite an epic movie and it's going to be way up there on the Marvel Cinematic Universe list. Okay, let's just get, let's get right into it, guys. On a scale of one to 10, I'm going to give Thor Love and Thunder a seven and a half out of 10 modern Christian dudes. This was, I, I was a little disappointed when I got done with the movie. I was, I was expecting not necessarily bigger and better, but it, it just didn't really rock my world. On the verge of an eight, but it just was like, uh, I, I still might have to go with Thor Ragnarok, maybe just head and shoulders a little bit above this one. I'm not saying it wasn't bad. I would definitely say all the modern Christian Jews, go check it out. I like this one. I'm not going to see it most likely again in movie theaters. I'll wait to stream it and then I'll watch it again one more time on Disney Plus or whatever it might be. But man, it was good, not really good, not great. So that's kind of where I was at with Thor Love and Thunder overall. So let me just get into some of my overall and general observations regarding the movie. First and foremost, let's give a shout out to Chris Hensworth. The guy is clearly, when he gets ready for these particular roles and production, the guy's clearly on roids. I was, I you know, I am a pro wrestling fan, if you will. And one of the things that they, I, a good argument I heard one time on pro wrestling is they're talking about how they do all this uh, testing, stereotype testing, those kind of things in pro wrestling, but they don't do it in Hollywood. And clearly they don't because th th there's just no way. When you see Chris Hensworth outside of his roles of Thor, Love and Thunder interviews, he's a, a slimmer, still strong in shape, looking guy, but clearly this guy gets roided up. He's taken some substances beyond GNC to get ready for this movie, but man, he was looking stout. He was looking the buffest he had ever looked for any of the other Thor movies, but he he is Thor. You know, there's those rare actors that they are, that is their character. They they own it. They, they are that character. I don't know. Think of some other ones off the top of your head. Some of those James Bond characters in the past. I'm not a Johnny Depp fan, but he is kind of that Jack Sparrow. You know, there's these guys that they they are that character. You couldn't you couldn't imagine any other person in the world playing that particular character. That's what I think with Chris Chris Hemsworth and Thor. That just 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 leave him there. I was watching a post video on the way home. Uh, I was listening to a couple things, and one of the things they were talking about, oh, are you going to keep playing Thor? Is this the end? Why wouldn't you? Why would you mess with a good thing? If it's not broke, don't fix it. <laughs> you know, Just leave him. Leave him as Thor. He does a tremendous 
job. The only thing that I thought was a little bit interesting is leading up to the movie is in a lot of the trailers, you saw him working out and going from fat Thor to in shape Thor. You saw him running through the forest, becoming a younger to older man. And so I really thought you were going to see maybe some new wrinkles and some new revelations of who Thor was. And, and I believe they attempted to do that in some of the storyline there, but it just, I didn't see any new wrinkles like the fat Thor. That was amazing when they, they introduced that and he played that up for a little bit. I thought that was extremely awesome, but I didn't see anything that was like necessarily new again, not bad, not really, really good. He's good. He's, he's, he's great as Thor. So there's nothing, there was nothing at all wrong with his performance. There's nothing that I can knock there. I guess you would probably give his performance say a 910, if you will. Uh, moving on. My next thought is I wish we would have had more of the guardians of the galaxy. I think that's one of the things that I was interested to see is how would the guardians of the galaxy, uh, play into this? Um, what would their role be, uh, you know, fighting scenes, etc. The guardian, the guardians of the galaxy were there in the beginning, had interactions with Thor, and then they just up and left him to go do something else in the galaxy. And so I was a little bit bummed out on that. I mean, I knew that it was going to revolve a, a lot around Natalie Portman and the the female Thor and those kind of things. I mean, we could get a picture of that from the trailers, but I was really hoping that we would have the Guardians of the Galaxy inserted more into the storyline and and kind of building together and also giving us a glimpse of what might be to come in that realm of the MCU and the Guardians of the Galaxy. That did not happen. So I wish we would have had more of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Star-Lord, I think he got like all brand new teeth. That was my other observation is he just looked different for some reason. And I think it's because he's got like all perfect teeth now. Um, got He didn't have bad teeth before, but now he's got all the perfectly perfect ones that you buy or whatever it might be. So there you go, Guardians of the Galaxy. I love the Guardians of the Galaxy, and we'll see what happens with that in the very near future. All right, moving on. Again, these aren't necessarily all spoilers, just my, my knee-jerk reactions after seeing the movie the other night. The two actors that shined the most for me is number one, Christian Bale. How awesome of an actor is this guy? I think he did a tremendous job with Batman. He has done... The, the, the Joker, he's just done all kinds of unique roles now and had to reshape his body and his look for these various roles. And he uh, crushed it. He crushed it for sure. I mean, if it wasn't for Christian Bale, I could have potentially given this movie even a, a lower ranking, if you will. But Christian Bale, amazing. I, I mean, he was potentially the best actor in the movie, he just was able to capture, I think, what they wanted from Gore, the God Butcher, his backstory, his backstory being that he lived on a planet where it was like him and his daughter left, and he's praying to the God that he believes in for water and doesn't get an answer, and then he meets that God and finds out that that God could care less about them anyway, and then that's where the sword comes into play, and he stabs and kills that God. And then I forget the name of the sword that is used to kill the gods that he takes that he becomes evil, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So Christian Bale just encapsulates uh, what they wanted out of that character, Gore, the God butcher. And just in general, I think we got to start putting this guy on the list. Top five actors in Hollywood right now, top 10 for sure. Top five. I mean, he's definitely in the conversation of actors like Denzel Washington, uh, 
Will Smith. I don't know if he's in there, but you know what I'm saying? Christian Bale, just crushing it. I mean, he's he's the guy that you want in your movies for sure. The second actor that I thought was the best, I will give first and foremost the props to Christian Bale for being the best actor in the movie. Secondly, a very, very close second is Natalie Portman. I don't know. I've never been a huge Natalie Portman fan per se. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I know the only movie when I say her name, the the movie I can think of right off the top of my head is those star Wars movies that she was in. And that's kind of a while back now, like 20 years ago. But I thought like, man, I, again, I've never been like a huge Natalie Portman fan, but in this particular movie, I thought she did an amazing job. Her look bouncing from when she is not female Thor to to cancer and then bouncing into the female Thor role. They kind of switch up her hair uh, and just her look. And she just did a tremendous job. And I'm a little bit bummed because it seems like in this movie, she's, you know, she dies, but she's still alive. I don't, I don't know what they're going to do there. So that's a little bit of a spoiler potentially there, but uh, I would love to see another Thor movie with her in it. So I hope they don't get rid of her completely, but shout out to Natalie Portman. I thought that was Tremendous what they did in the storyline there of adding the female Thor. She's obviously dying of cancer. She is able to pick up Thor's hammer, which then she becomes female Thor. She meets Thor, and he's taken back that she has the ability to do this, but then the hammer is sucking the the life out of her, and if she keeps using it, she's going to die. That's the storyline with her, but Natalie Portman completely crushed it on that that end of things. All right, some here's what I love about... Marvel movies in particular is that they have an ability to love action, love the good guy, love the bad guy, love the good guys winning, you know, those classic storylines that we all love. But then what I love is they always have the ability to uh, implement humor at the right times and the right moments where it just really, really gets you laughing. And so in the movie, they had this section where Thor helps beat the bad guys of one of the planets there. And then what happens and then what happens there is, oh, uh, and then what happens there is they end up giving uh, these two super loud, annoying donkeys to these guys as a reward for helping them and their planet. And they were supposed to be really, really funny. They were just kind of annoying, and I didn't get that big a kick out of it. And then there are just some of the other funny parts that I think they were hoping would just be hilarious to the audience. I didn't find myself just busting up laughing. So that's what I'd say uh, is that those those comedy lines weren't great. They were good, not really good. And that's that's what I kept finding myself saying as I was watching this particular movie. Good, good. This is good. This is good. Just not really, really good. And the same thing with the comedy is what I noticed as well. Two more things, guys. I'm going to wrap it up here, Modern Christian Dudes. So again, if uh, spoilers, I don't know. I'm throwing out a few spoilers, I guess, if you will. But this is my initial thoughts breakdown of the Thor Love and Thunder. This, The biggest letdown, here's what I put in my notes, the biggest letdown, and I know Big Ben, a.k.a. King Ranch Askew, he was so pumped up, so excited about this, is Russell Crowe playing the role as Zeus. That whole section of the movie where they go to interact and connect with the gods that are all led by Zeus to try to build up an army to go fight um, uh, Gore. Uh, I, I didn't like really much of any of that part. Like it, it just wasn't that amazing. And Russell Crowe did just not even good. This, I mean, this was like to me, not even a good part of Russell Crowe playing this particular character. Some of the humor uh, I did not 
uh, appreciate <laughs> and like at all. And I don't need to dive into that per se, but just, just wasn't feeling that particular role at all. And I will be super glad if they don't bring him back in, in any capacity at all, because I didn't think he did anything that warranted continuing to be a part of the MCU. That's harsh criticism right there. Russell Crowe, we know he's a great actor, but just, just didn't do anything for me as Zeus. I would be perfectly fine if he didn't show up in any other movies. So there you go, Russell Crowe. I guess we're not best buddies anymore after that. Okay. And then finally, the closing credit scenes, uh, MCU Marvel movies have become infinite infamous for their closing credit scenes. And they didn't, they didn't really have me that excited. The first one, uh, was involved Zeus and, uh, Zeus's son did not get me real excited. The second one involved Natalie Portman and female Thor. And that one, I, I didn't didn't really understand the direction or where they're going to be going with that one per se. So both the end credit scenes, some of those end credit scenes can just be super funny or they can open up something that's like, no, you know, they introduce a character or something that you're like, no way that character is going to be in the next movie. This is going to be epic and that's going to be awesome. So there you go. Those are my overall knee jerk general responses, reactions on Thor love and thunder. So Modern Christian Dudes, we are dudes talking news, sports, and God, and we're always trying to connect with you guys. Hope you're having a good time. Like, share, and subscribe, and we will, now that we're back into the groove of things, keep pumping up the episode. Talk to you guys next time.